Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. Welcome, everyone, to the Tuesday. Uh, di- no, it's Wednesday. It's the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host, Tyler Crawley. And I thought it was Tuesday because when I was recording the video and uh, posting it on, because um, I'm trying to stream it live because I'm already recording the show and. I do live to tape, so I thought, why not just you know, stream it while I'm recording live to tape? Um, and I forgot to change the title, so I saw that it was Tuesday, and I was like, oh, well, I'm recording it. It's on a Tuesday, but that might be confusing when I say it's Wednesday, and I didn't say that. I said, <laughs> I said Tuesday, but it is not Tuesday. It is Wednesday, and we're going to keep the show somewhat brief, or as brief as I can make it, because uh, I tend to be somewhat long-winded. Shocker. I know, because there is a ton of data that is going to be released on Wednesday. And it should, I mean, it's like just all day. It's like from 7 a.m. until 2 p.m. We're going to talk about it here in a second. But we got to start with, of course, the big report that came out on Tuesday, the Case-Shiller Index, the gold standard when it comes to home prices. And, well, not all that surprising. Pretty much hitting the nail on the head, the economists and the projections they had for this report, but it's still somewhat impressive as to how fast the housing market is slowing. So home price growth fell for the fifth straight month and is now at the lowest level since 2020. Yeah, it's 2023. We have not seen a number like this. Well, actually, it's not technically 2023 with regards to this data, because this is looking at the month of November. The S&P CoreLogic Case-Shiller U.S. National Home Price NSA Index reported a 7.7% annual gain in November. So year over year, home prices in November were still up 7.7%. However, that's down from 9.2% the month before. So we're talking about a 1.5% percentage point drop from where we were just one month ago. Now, I should say the month over month drop was actually smaller than that. The uh, U.S. National Index fell 0.6% because remember, it's not just the slowdown that's happening month over month. It's the slowdown that happened a year before. So it's taking that whole year into account. So when you you move months, that, that whole kind of uh, year shifts over one month. So that's why the index actually only fell 0.6% month over month, but it looks like it fell 1.5%. This is the lowest reading that we have seen since September 2020. <laughs> so it's been a little while. Uh, and as I mentioned, the month over month index fell 0.6%. That is up from the 0.5% drop that we saw in the previous month, that would be October. And as I mentioned, this was the fifth straight month that we've seen a month over month 
decline. Uh, And as I mentioned, economists hit the nail on the head, predicting that the 20 city composite index would fall to 6.8% from 8.6% the previous month. So that really goes to show you, I mean, when when you're looking at the national index, of course, takes in everywhere. And then you have the 20 city composite index looking at the 20 biggest cities, a much bigger drop. Well, maybe not much bigger drop, but a bigger drop. I mean, almost two full points versus the uh, national index, which was about 1.5. So we're in the cities. There's no doubt about that. We are seeing things cool faster Unless, of course, you're a big city in Florida. <laughs> They're still seeing uh, some just crazy year-over-year numbers. However, they are starting to cool. And for the first time since February 2021, we did not see a major metro area over 20% year-over-year. That w- that was quite the run. So from February 2021 until October 2022... There was at least one metro area in this country over 20%. And so I think we at one point got over 30%, didn't we? I think it was Tampa or uh, Miami. One of them, I think at one point, was over 30% year over year. Uh, that is no longer the case. Uh, in fact, Miami uh, slowed, but still impressive, <laughs> up 18% uh, year over year, 18.4% to be exact. Tampa was up 16.9%. And Atlanta... At number three, up 12.7%, just beating out Charlotte, which was a 12.6%. So, I mean, we're still seeing a lot of cities that are still in the double digits and, you know, Miami almost at 20%, uh, but a massive slowdown when they were at, you know, 30% not that long ago. Uh, Not surprisingly, the Southeast continues to be the strongest region, up 15.1%, while the West the weakest up only 4% year over year. And I kept mentioning it, which was San Francisco. Keep an eye on San Francisco because there was the possibility that they were going to be the first city to see negative growth year over year. Now I thought since like 2010, that was actually not the case. San Francisco, for some reason went negative (laughs) <laughs> in 2019, barely though. I, mean, I think it was, um, they were 0.4% negative in 2019. However, now San Francisco, I mean, it really went negative. Uh, San Francisco is now down 1.6% year over year. So the first market that we have seen go negative since 2019, and that number is actually the worst number that we have seen since 2012, when, yes, also San Francisco was negative 3% year over year. And I have a feeling that San Francisco number is going to keep falling. I don't think that San Francisco has seen the bottom. I don't think anywhere has seen the bottom with regards to home prices. Uh, I think there's a lot of places that still have room to fall. But San Francisco officially the first city going negative in this housing Downturn, And once again, we're talking about November. That's where this data is from. Uh, Craig Lazara, managing director at S&P DJI, says that home prices still have room to fall. 
as I was just saying, quote, as the Federal Reserve moves interest rates higher, mortgage financing continues to be a headwind for home prices. Economic weakness, including the possibility of a recession, would also constrain potential buyers. Given these prospects for a changing or challenging macroeconomic environment, home prices may well continue to weaken. And I mean, the reason why you're going to see San Francisco probably being the worst city in this current downturn is because that's where all the job losses are happening. I mean, every time I turn around, another tech firm is firing people and it's headquartered in San Francisco. And so they are really taking the brunt of this tech slash housing recession, which it seems like are the only parts of the economy that are in a recession. (laughs) It doesn't seem to be really hitting anyone else. Uh, And I've even read about California, even in the months where we've seen like big job losses in San Francisco, overall, California still is positive with regards to the jobs. So it's it's a it's very weird. I was reading John Malden this weekend and and he was talking about just a weird recession that we're going to have where we could have very slow growth uh, inflation, but but, you know, low unemployment. So it's very, and wages could could remain strong, especially for the um, at the bottom of the spectrum. So it's just it's 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 very weird, very weird situation, uh, and maybe that's why consumer confidence unexpectedly fell to start the year. So economists thought it was going to be a positive number, and it wasn't. But you also kind of need to take into account the fact that it was revised upward from the previous month. So the December number was revised upward. So consumer confidence, as I mentioned, fell unexpectedly here in January to start 2023. The index fell to 107.1, which is down from the revised December number, which came in at 109. Now, I believe the original estimate that we saw was a high 107 number, like 107.8, somewhere around there. So it was interesting because the index was supposed to increase to 109, which would have been the highest level since February 2022. But this revision says that we already got there. <laughs> so we ended 2023 with the or 2022 with the highest reading since earlier that year in February. So the index did fall to 107.1. Consumer confidence is now down 5.7 points when compared to the same time last year. But here's what's interesting is the decline in consumer confidence was mostly led by not current concerns, but what's going to be happening in the future. January's decline was thanks to the expectations index, which is looking at the next six months of the economy, which fell 5.6 points to 77.8. Uh, the present situation index, people thinking about the economy right now, was actually up 3.5 points to 150.9. So people are actually feeling better about the current state of the economy, but I guess they're just worried about inflation. They're worried about these you know, layoffs and what's going to happen in the future. We did see an improvement at the end of last year where that expectations index rose, uh, but and that was not to be <laughs> as we start January and Ataman, see if I can pronounce his last name, Ozzy Ilderim 
So Atom Ozzy Ilderim, who's the senior director of economics at the conference board, who of course releases the consumer confidence data, said that consumers are concerned about business conditions and feel their income will be stable, but are not likely to buy a home. Basically was the data that they have. Uh, she said, quote, consumers were less upbeat about the short-term outlook for jobs. They also expect business conditions to worsen in the near term. Despite that, consumers expect their incomes to remain relatively stable in the months ahead. Meanwhile, purchasing plans for autos and appliances held steady, but fewer consumers are planning to buy a home new or existing. So still, and that's why I've said it, you know, we, we have a long way to go uh, to get demand back to a more normalized level. We're moving in the right direction. We've seen some great data, pending sales, new home sales, great data. We're moving in the right direction. But, you know, when you're at historic lows, like lows you haven't seen in 20 years, and then all of a sudden you see a 5% bump, it's 5% bump off of historic lows. <laughs> so that 5% is not as big as it was a year ago. And so it's going to take us a little longer to get out of the situation. And I think, you know, that makes sense. People are concerned. I mean, people buy homes. I sometimes myself end up in a situation where I get kind of caught up in the data and I'm like, Ooh, it's a good time to buy a home. You know, look where rates are and you know, look what, what's, what home prices are doing or look what's happening with the economy. Data isn't why people buy homes. I mean, sure, it helps if rates fall and you know a home's more affordable than it was a couple months ago or a year ago or whatever. Sure, that will that will entice them to maybe buy or that particular home. But people buy because they're they feel confident because they feel like they're in a place where they can buy a home, and so that's a big that's kind of an important part. And when people are concerned about what's going to happen in the next six months they probably don't want to make a big purchase, especially the biggest purchase of their life, which for most people, of course, is usually a home, only maybe trumped by a bigger home on the next purchase. <laughs> so um, people aren't feeling confident about the economy in the coming months. They're probably not going to make a big purchase. So that explains why consumer confidence dipping a little bit, uh, but people aren't exactly thrilled or want to buy a home. If people out there buying, like I said, the activity is up but it's still depressed from where it was you know, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. Definitely. All right. We got a big day. We have a big day in front of us and it starts early. Like it always does on Wednesday, mortgage demand data. Interesting to see. I just talked about, you know, demand rising. Will demand rise for the fourth week in a row? Fingers crossed. We will see what happens. However, Things really kick off at 8.15. We get the ADP employment report because it is jobs week, which is expected to show 175,000 jobs created in January. Then at 10 a.m., job openings. The JOLTS report expected to show 10.2 million job openings at the end of the year. That number would fall about 300,000. So we will see if there's any loosening of the labor market, the job openings report, construction spending, that is projected to fall 0.1% in December. And then two o'clock, the big decision by the Federal Open Market Committee, the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, 
We'll have his press conference at 2.30. We'll get the press release at 2. And we, of course, will be covering all of the information that we get on tomorrow's podcast. So it's it's going to be a lot to get to. So I kept today's show somewhat time constrained. <laughs> Give me room for tomorrow. So you guys enjoy your Wednesday. A lot happening today. We'll be talking about it all on Thursday's edition of Markets and Mortgages. And you guys remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.